All right, welcome back to Rip Through It Podcast with Mitch Robinson and exclusiveinsight.com.au, Sean Tobin. Welcome, mate. Welcome. Thank you so much, Mitchell. Good to be here. Jeez, how about these mics and your setup? Mate, you've done well. You've done well. I've come in this morning. Uh, the panels are down. The the, uh, the, the decorating's begun. Um, <laughs> mate, it's, it's a proper studio. We're, we're, yeah. we're all looked after we're here. looking good. I'm an in, interior decorator, so we'll, <laughs> we'll just think about that. And sponsor you're working on? That's, yeah, that's I'm looking for a sponsor. I've, I've hit up a couple companies. Just, just more the fact that we can give some people some things when they come on the show. So um, hopefully one of them replies today. I had a little bit of an insight talk with them, so we'll yeah. we go. So shout out to any businesses looking for opportunities yep. to integrate, yep. 100%. Yep. yep, hit me up, hit me up, inquiremitch.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> how's, how's your weekend been, man? No, good, good, mate. Good weekend of uh, well, Queensland footy for, for one. Obviously, we're footy. based. I'm based on the Gold Coast. You're based in Brisbane, of course. But uh, Queensland footy is we come together, mate. It's uh, it's had the, the the M1 was rocking this morning. <laughs> M1 was rocking this morning. It's a uh, mate. It's a, there's a, there's a bit of a vibe going around in Queensland yeah, footy at the moment, isn't yeah. it? It is ten past seven, nice and early on Monday. I don't start till twelve, so <laughs> I might get nappy enough for this, but. Yeah, touched on the Queensland footy. It's going pretty well at the moment. Yeah. So we're sitting second um, with three wins in a row. Gold Coast with two wins. I just beat... Um, who did they beat on the weekend? Uh, they played Western Bulldogs. Yeah, so they beat Bulldogs at Marvel Stadium. Um, that was a good game. I actually watched it a, little, like a fair bit of it. They've got some good young players coming up. Um, probably touch on Alex Sexton. Signed a four-year yeah. deal. I think he's leading the Coleman at the moment in round three. So... You had a bit of time with him at Gold Coast? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. He was there during my time there. Um Queensland Great boy, eh? yeah, Queensland, Queensland boy. boy, yeah, Queensland uh, boy, yeah, Logan boy, Logan boy. So okay. I think he might have actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, I called him Prince of Logan. He didn't like that, um, <laughs> but he, he's mate. To, to see him playing the top of footy is right now is fantastic because yeah. he he works incredibly hard, in particular the time that I was there, and um, you can tell the boys really love him. It's one of those things that I don't think there's an easy beat team this year. I haven't seen it. Colton are playing really well, good footy, the pushing team to the end. Um, we've obviously stepped our game up a fair bit. Um, Gold Coast are two and one. Yeah, uh, the yep. top eight doesn't look like the way we thought it would look. That's yeah, for sure. St Kilda's pushing teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the armchair experts um, yeah. weren't that great this year, I don't think. So yeah. I think it's a really good thing for Queensland footy in general because our our um, our stock with our um, our underage football and stuff's gone through the roof, especially with the AFLW. I think the participation rates is like sky high. Yeah, so yeah, it, one of the best in the, in the country. Yeah. in terms of Queensland. So for us, it's that's a massive thing, and um, for us. Both to be doing well um, this early in the season is only, but you know, great for AFL Queensland. Yeah. I can't wait for the Q clash. I can't. I don't know what was number we're up to, but I I, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think we're that could that could actually be the most highly anticipated Q clash. It might be if if the two teams keep playing the way that they are. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you know where it is? Is Metricon. it Metricon? Yeah. Metricon. So you know, geez, if we could get twenty thousand there, uh, that'd be, elite. be fantastic. That'd be elite. Another thing, my boys, Tasmania under 18s. Had a good win. We beat really NT Thunder about 40 points, I think. In yep. the, it's the first game they've won in the new league, I think, the NAB league. Yeah. So that consists of NT Thunder and um, mostly most of the Melbourne clubs. Yep. So um, that's a big thing for us going um, going again to win on the yep. on the road. You're campaigning hard. You haven't I stopped. am campaigning hard. I'm campaigning. <laughs> no, nah, but it's great for the state of Tasmania, especially like at the moment where we, we sit in the AFL community. I think... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we're getting a VFL team in 2021, um, which would be great for us because I, that was my pathway when I was growing up. I had yeah. um, the under-18 under carnival, um, got to play against the best in the, st- in the country. Then I was playing VFL against afl listed players. So I was actually a third def- third tall defender back in the day. Stop it. So, no way. Yeah, Sean Rusling kicked four goals back. on me in one game. <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers Sean yeah. Rusling, but he's a Collingwood player. He's an absolute genuine star, just yeah. injured. And that was an eye-opener, but... Yeah, what's your what I want to see? What's your take on um, the state of footy in Tasmania? Yeah, oh, look, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, being at 
the Gold Coast for six years, I mean, the amount of times that you'd read the news articles about should the team relocate yeah. to, to Tassie, I didn't yeah. buy that for a second. No. Um, but it is interesting. I Look, would, would players want to live in Tassie? Because, like, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't been to Tasmania, but would players want to live in Tasmania? Because in terms of the support, we know that the yeah. fans are there yeah. and they, they're screaming for a team. Yeah. But would would talent... We talk about talent being really difficult to come to Queensland and yeah, the northern yeah. states and yeah. everyone obviously wanted to... And this is obviously like the, the Sunshine State and you've got the Gold Coast, all the beaches and yeah. the girls down there. So yeah. would, would people want to live in Tassie? Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things... We had a training camp there in Hobart last year, or in January this year, and a lot of the players who hadn't been there before, like they were like eye-opened by it. They were like, oh, you know, I've heard bad things about this place, and it was actually nice weather. We had the good beaches down there, and it's yeah. like the good coffee. Like it's a nice little spot, but in terms of if it would work right now, I don't think it probably would work right now because I think you'd have to obviously start with your pathway and your, your homegrown talent to start that team off. You've got like Jack Rewalt, um, who's, who's currently dominating. Oh, he's broken his wrist, but he's dominating yeah. the yeah. AFL, and... It'd be a massive one to get down there to start the franchise. But I think it's one of those things that if we get a couple of years in the VFL, we've got a good talent pathway and we can re- like recruit some of our own, own talent, come back down to Tassie and play. I think it's a good start, but yeah. it's, it's a long way. It, it's interesting though, because again, I mean, do you think it's inevitable that Tassie will, will have a team or, or do you think, I think a lot of boxes need to be ticked? I mean, w- yeah. we talk about Gold Coast and GWS obviously getting licenses. Yeah. Um, do we... Do, do we eventually have 20 teams? Do we have 19 teams with, obviously, Tassie having a soul? So, yeah, so I, I don't yeah. know. I it's got to be a nationwide league, surely. Um, there's a few places that miss out on teams at the moment, and they seem to want to go to the, the other sport-orientated states, like, obviously, Brisbane or, or Queensland and uh, Sydney, how they put um, G- GWS down there and the Gold Coast up here. So they all kind of want to get more people watching the footy in different areas. So yeah. Tasmanians already watch footy. Um, yeah. I remember Andrew Dimitri came to the Colton Footy Club and I asked a question, why, why can't Tassie have a team? He's like, well, everyone already watches t- footy down there. So obviously it's about the viewers and numbers and the dollars and what they bring in. But uh, already the Tassie government are giving $19 million to Hawthorne for a five-year deal. I think that finishes in 2021 when we do enter the VFL. North um, Melbourne, obviously. North have, Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, North Melbourne have the three-game contract at the moment down there, uh, three games a year. So... I think it's really good for the tourism down there and they're getting a lot of revenue from that. But um, I think they'd obviously do a lot better with the team. It's just a matter of getting the North and South to come together and uh, really support that. Because if they, if they all come together and we somehow make it work, I think it could be a great thing for Tassie footy. Would you have games thrown in between Hobart and Lonnie? We'd or? have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hawthorne, I've actually played twice down there now against Hawthorne at, um, at what's it called now, Utah Stadium. Mm. So um, it's like yeah. those, those grounds are one of the best grounds in the country, I reckon. I love... Um, was it Blunston Arena? Yeah, um, yep, and yeah, yep. and Utah Stadium. So it's yep. like carpet out there. So yep. I've down the down the path. I really think we could get a team. We just got to keep um, pushing it. I think. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, the the talent coming out of Tassie is incredible. I yeah, mean, it, it, particularly at the Suns. I remember we had I think a like handful. Seven blokes, yeah, yeah, we had six or seven all yeah. players out of Tassie and. I mean, it was a beautiful thing. I know the list managers loved it because you don't have to worry about the go-home factor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's why when I first got to Brisbane, we had seven players from Tasmania. It's like, well, yeah. where are they going to go? They can't go back to Melbourne. So, yeah. Um, that's funny. But, yeah, so Tas is a very hard league. Um, so that's that's where you grow up playing, like, a lot of hard football. And well, I knew as soon as the draft was coming around that I'd be leaving the state. So I'm mentally prepared for that. And yeah. obviously we don't have the go-home factor, do we? So yeah. that's why. Yeah, it is interesting. The, the only thing that I, I worry about is we'll... we'll Will they be able to recruit and retain yeah. talent? That that that's my only concern. I mean, if, if they can do that, um, 
then there's no reason why they shouldn't have a team. But Honestly, if I was going to recruit players down there, I'd get a couple of the big names like Jack Rewalt, Mitch Robinson, um, yeah, 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 to come yeah. down and be the face, <laughs> of the face of the team. You just got to show them the areas that we know that's really nice. Salamanca got great cafes, great strip mm. down there. Um, you got the you know the nice beautiful views of the background where the Mount Wellington is freezing, but it's nice to see. And the houses are pretty dirt cheap for AFL player. I'm yeah. guessing they're going to be getting some pretty good pay packets if they go down yeah, there. So yeah. the property's ridiculous. Um, so I don't know. I yeah. think retaining players might be a tough one, but if you sign them on four to five year deals, yeah. like you're going to get something out of it. Yeah, let's let's backtrack back to Queensland footy because yep. I know we're really keen to, to chat about this, and it's a good tie in having spoken about Tassie and the difficulty around, I suppose, for both teams in recent years retaining yeah. and, and acquiring top talent. Yeah. Um, Winning games of footy is certainly going to help. Yeah, well, I guess um, we actually had some things come out the other day, just um, the revenue and stuff that we've been getting already from our Victorian members buying merchandise, um, already selling out games. I think the Gold, I think the Collingwood game for Easter Thursday is only sold out already, which yeah, is wow. humongous for us. Yep. Um, obviously, Dane Beams comes back up to play in that game, and that, that'll be a pretty, pretty heated game. Um, it's just really good for the state in general, um, if we're both playing well, it makes everything so much easier for the marketing department yep. and the upstairs and doing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things that we've got to keep retaining players because we have, I think, once you get a good culture and you start winning games, it's it's easy. Yep. Players want yep. to stay. They want to be for a reason. Yeah, um, And that's uh, that's easier said than done. 100%. Yep. So one year I think we had five or something, play, we go home five, I think it was, yep. about four or five years, or maybe six years ago. Yep. Um, since then, we've been able to retain a lot. Sign all the youngsters up. Um, I think we signed around 17 players in the last couple of years. So yeah, wow. that's all the homegrown talent. And, you know, I think 50% of our list is now from home, yep. from um, Brisbane, which is... Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but you're, you're, from up, you're from up this way. Yeah. What, what's your take on the footy in, in general at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. And, and look, even having worked at, at Gold Coast for, for six years, I mean, it got to a point there where you just wanted to see one of the teams make finals. I mean, yeah. mo- I mean and you look at... Sydney and GWS, and you see them playing in prelims, you know, for the last two yeah, years. Yeah. And you think, geez, Sydney's you know. Sydney's been a powerhouse team. They've, they've, oh. got, it, they've got it down pat. I think they played yeah. in probably the last 10 finals. Yeah. Maybe this one. Yeah. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. And, like, you, you you know, when I was watching them both play, I thought, geez, could you imagine the day when we've got the Suns and the Lions playing against each other in the finals, let yeah. alone making the finals, but yeah. playing against each other. Um, oh, look, oh, I do have a past and current vested stake in, yeah. in wanting to see both teams do well. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the the challenge is I've always found is just getting them here because when they're here they love it. In particularly the Gold Coast. Bring them up I mean, mid year, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, just, like, <laughs> well you're I still mean, wearing shorts and a singlet in mid year here. Yeah. Freezing cold in Melbourne. I mean talking to Gaz, he's looking for any reason to come up here. Yeah. He still loves the Gold Coast yeah. and obviously Queensland and, and wants to have, you know, strong connections, you know, up here beyond football. But Obviously, I he, think the he challenge had off, he had off-field factors to go home and stuff, so it's yeah, a lot yeah. different than just wanting to go home for success. Yeah, I mean the family reasons were well documented, but you know I've always found that when people are here, they love it. It's just you know you get to the trade period at the end of the year, and you know that you're always coming up against yeah. you know the the off-field opportunities. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's the difference between you know Queensland, the northern markets, and you know the traditional football states like South Australia yeah. and Victoria and WA is. It's the off-field opportunities yeah. that the players. It's not that they don't get those opportunities, but not to the same extent as you know the, the especially, players in the southern states. Especially appearances and stuff. That's a big tough one up here because yeah. obviously we've got rugby league, um, the, the raw, the soccer goes all right every now and then. Yeah. So like off-field, like money-wise, is tough to come by unless you're absolute superstar. Like Lockie Neal won't have a 
problem getting that kind of stuff, but it's the next tier down next that, tier. that struggle with that. But um, the best thing is we do have a lot of corporates that get involved because, you know, obviously we're doing well now and we've got a couple of good new sponsors on board. So yep. it's all about win-loss ratio, obviously. Yeah. So then you, then you start working on that appearance fees and stuff. But yeah. off-field, a lot of players do love that. In Melbourne, I know it's massive, but again, that's saturated with players. So yeah. so many teams down there and a lot of players. So it's the, it's the big dogs that get a chunk of the pie. One hundred percent, and and that that that's where I think the difference lies. Yeah. Is the mid tier players is they get looked after off field. Yeah, I don't want to say much better, but they do get looked after yeah. off field yeah. than you know the mid tier players Definitely. up here in in the northern states. And until we can, I suppose maybe make some strong investments in that yeah. area to level the playing field, um, because you would know what it's like. I mean, away from the footy club, you've got your own interests and yeah. hobbies, and you know we're doing this. On a uh, on on a Monday morning, but you've got your own interests and hobbies outside of footy, and and you want to be able to explore those, yeah. and it's 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 probably more difficult in your circumstances than it would be, you know, if you were down south. And it's very tough for players um, in this region because we, if you just say if you wanted a car dealership and you want to get a sponsor through that, we can't post it on our social media because the club's affiliated with Hyundai. Yep. So it's yep. all those little barriers to try and get around. Yep. And then you got to try and get your name out there, and you got to play well. Got to be playing really well every week to kind of get those sponsorship deals or get appearance fees outside of footy because it's a big tough one for us, especially the Brisbane Footy Club, to um, to go out to communities and schools to try and you know, teach them AFL footy because all they know is rugby. That's all yeah. they know. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're starting to see a lot better in that regard and our academy and you know, next gen- generation academies are starting to fill up and we're getting some good talent coming through. So um, if we can convert more other athletes into our sport, that's always a big thing for us. Yeah, I think that's what people don't recognize enough of yeah. is you're not just growing the football club up here you're growing yeah. the game yeah yeah so you're not just growing the lions and the suns in queensland you're actually going growing football in queensland and it's a lot tougher i mean you didn't I, even come michael hunt was there yeah yeah i remember that's what i was about to say i remember when you know we would go to primary schools and this was you know months after gaz just won the brownlow yeah. and i had one of his five consecutive afl yeah, mvp yeah. years and you know we'd go to a primary school i'd be 200 kids and 30 people would be lining up to get Gary's autograph and 170 would be lining up to get Carmichael's. Jeez. Like, the 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 interest levels for rugby league up here is just enormous. That's and ridiculous. you just don't see that anywhere else. Yeah. And I think that's why, in particular, you know, the southern states and the, and the football traditional states, they just don't realise how popular rugby league is up here. Yeah, and yeah. If, if the AFL can make it work in... Gold Coast and Greater West of Sydney. Well, you're laughing. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a there's a long term play here, um. But it is interesting. I think that's where the off field stuff starts to to play a role. So if we can, you know, level the playing field a bit there, then I think it's going to make it a lot easier for for Queensland talent to to see real long term opportunities up here. Yeah. I think it's going to be a bright future if we can play good footy and, and Gold Coast can play good footy, and if we can get some good rivalries going on. We, we already do have one. Let's be honest. Yes. But. I think if we start growing those games and getting more, more people to the game, it's going to be really good for us. 100%. A few things from the weekend, man. Yes, yes. So there was a... Um, I mean, and it's probably... Oh, it was something that I was, as I was keen to ask you the week before last when um, the Max Gorn sort of commentary around yeah. the tagging happened for him. And yeah. on the weekend, we obviously saw it happen to, to Dustin Martin, not for the first time, but... When I, when I saw the game and I saw it all unfold, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to bring this here because I'm, I'm keen to ask you from a player's perspective. And, and this is something that I think a lot of people would really, um, I suppose, want to gain some insight into the the life of a tagger and, and yeah. I suppose the role that it has in the game because yeah. you yourself have been given defensive roles, you know. You're not, you're, 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 you're not... You're not um, 
you're not uh, you're not too distant from 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 this from this role. But what do players actually think about the, the tag? For me, it's just I've just seen recently, like everyone's starting to blow up about this this topic. It's like it's not new. Yeah. Obviously, if you go throughout the history, there's always been a tagging player. Um, putting as much pressure, as much physical, mental pressure on the opposition's best player. It's been a thing yeah. for generations. I'm, I'm well aware of that. I think yeah. everyone else is. So I don't I don't understand why everyone's kind of piping up now and talking about it. I think it's because it's worked to a good effect. And the Port Adelaide one versus Max Gorn was probably an eye-opener. Round one, they came out with a mission. Obviously, the whole team had him in the gun yeah. um, and thought, like, he was their barometer, so let's go after him and put them off the game um, yeah. and see the rest kind of crumble type thing. So every team will put someone in the gun. That's what they call it, putting someone in the gun, and that's yeah. who you go after for the game. Yeah. Um, Dustin Martin, I've tagged him probably three or four times now, and it's if I can't get the job done, my next teammate will type thing. So yeah. if I'm tagging him and he gets out and he somehow gets out on me, yeah. um, someone wants to pick him up straight away. Yeah. So I saw what happened to him on the weekend. He looked obviously very frustrated. It's probably been a slow start to the year for him, um, not what he really wanted to get tagged by. Matt DeBoer, who's... An absolutely fitness freak and run all day, and yeah. he's, he doesn't shy away from a contest. He's a very physical player. Yep. So I can see how he frustrated with him. I don't know if I want to touch too much on the what he the thing he did to. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say it's a shame, month Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we all know that. We don't all we? know yeah. that. Like yeah. whether or not he comes out and says that or not, but yeah, it's not a great look for the game. Yeah. Um And and we're recording this on a Monday, on a 7 Monday, a.m., yep, so yep. it will be reviewed probably, later this morning, probably yeah. today or yeah. tomorrow. So it's it's one of those things that. It's been going on through the history of footy yeah. um, since the. Uh, I think who really brought to light would have been um, Ryan Crowley from Fremantle. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah. he he probably started the uh, the tagging role and glorifying yeah. it a bit, getting a bit of notice yeah. for it because everyone's been yeah. doing it. Like I've done. He it. was tremendous. He was Sam. really good. Oh, at it. He yeah. was the biggest bloody pessimist in my yeah. life. So <laughs> even the handshake with Steve Johnson before the game started, they shook yeah. hands and whacked each other and came yeah. back, but. It's obviously a thing, yeah. As I, as I said, there's always players in the gun. Um, whether the, the, the barometer of the team, who you think is a go-to player all the time at contests, who just sit on his ass, try and put him, take his mind for game. Yeah, So yeah. Um, coaches are coming out now saying, let the players play. Um, yeah. I agree with that in terms. Like, you don't want to negate players so much that they can't get near the ball, but that's yeah. our job to do that. Um, yeah. And if it gives us a chance of winning, why wouldn't you bloody do it? So. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I can see the frustration from the players and the coaches um, who's happening to them. But we had Zorko get tagged every game last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's, let's be yeah. honest. Other teams would have thought, Zorko, get rid of him. We've got no other one to take take the reins. So, but this year, the best thing about our team is that we have good depth. Mm. Um, you tag Zorko, guess who will pop up? Neil's going to pop up. Tag him. Then you've yep. got Zorko and Jared Lyons that will do the rest. So, it's all about having that depth. And I'm sure teams go after, you know, the opposition's best player. It's just what yeah. you do. It's it's yeah. It's ingrained in our footy blow. Yeah, I mean, and you know, obviously, Gaz has Gary Abler has, has like seen him it. Chris Judd have like two blokes hanging off him at every yeah, stoppage. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a reason why they're the goats of the game because yeah. you got to work through two, it. They can be two players yeah. at once, and I'm yeah. sure Gary would have copped so much in the media for not working through tags at times. And yeah, I well, had to tag Gary Abler twice yeah. as well, so I knew he had sore shoulders. So I'd, I'd be whacking him every time Tangin. I could. So yeah. obviously, um, it was you know, league well. I was be getting yeah. weeks and stuff for it, but. You just know, you know, players with niggles, and you go after those niggles. Like it's yeah. not something that's new. Like yeah, well, when, when I mean, and, and these guys, we knew were going to be you know stars of the game. But yeah. you know, when Gaz in his first or second year, you know, he was getting rotated 
through about four or five different players yeah. because you know the likes of David Swallow, yeah. Jagger O'Meara, yeah. Dion Prestia, Harley Bennell, they weren't yet. They weren't AFL well, ready. Yeah, yet. they weren't AFL ready. They were seventeen-year-old kids. So, um, you know, I think I think there's a I think it's a sign of respect 100%. that you that you obviously have to you know obviously that the opposition's putting that much emphasis on on you as an individual. Um, but I also think that's where champions of the game stand up. Hundred um, percent. I well, mean, that's where you, you have so much. I guess respect for Gary Ablett that when they have those players hanging off them and they got rotations going through them specifically and for him to do what he was doing, 30 posses every game, 40s every game, yeah, getting all those Brownlow votes, like it's just like mind-blowing. Like, like I, I can barely find the footy now and I'm like having free reigns yeah. in the wing. Like it's just one of those things that's crazy like how they get through that and obviously, you know, it's easier tagging as a player in a good team. Yeah. Um, because then everyone's playing their role, doing what they got to do. Um, if you're in a team that's you know bottom four and you're taking another player, you're getting beat by 100 points every week, like we used to get done by. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very tough because I just give Gary out the ball everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, little, little yeah, cheap yeah. Camp, handballs, yeah. bang, bang, bang. So it's it's an art. I think it's an art, and it's not just oh, put the roughest guy on him. It's yeah, you've yeah. got to be able to watch the footage, understand his movements, what he does, the stoppage, where he starts yeah. from, where he gets to. So yeah, um, it's going to keep happening. Um, yeah. Should it be allowed? I don't know, it's up to the AFL. Yeah, I think yeah. the community love it. Do, do, well, that's interesting. I mean, uh, and I, I know a lot's going to be made. It's probably going to be, be one of the, It's going to be a talking point this week. So, you know, I'm glad that we had a chance to, to get to it. But Just another thing the umpires have to start worrying about now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there's been a lot spoken about, isn't there, the officiating? Well, especially when it was so public with the one with um, Max Gorn. The yeah. week after they started giving away some silly free kicks that yeah. went at them there. So, if it, if it gets made very public, then... I think the the umpires kind of get told, you know, you got to watch yeah. this certain player, watch these things. And yeah. I can't shy away from the fact that I give away free kicks because I think purely because they see me do something and it's me yeah. that's doing it. Yeah. Um, that's just probably a bit biased because it feels yeah. like, <laughs> game, like, oh, how's that a free kick? Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. just how I feel. I feel like yeah. it's, I've got a target on my back. I felt there was a couple of times on the weekend where I was, I was expecting it was still to be blown, but I thought you did a very good job. Yeah. Of, uh, no, of, th- of the best thing, the best thing about some umpires, you can have a good rapport with them. Um, yeah. Razor Ray, He's, he's probably my favourite to be able to talk to on field because I'm yeah. very um, ingrained in the game, very in, um, invested in what's going on at the time. And yeah. I might be thinking one thing and seeing the other. Um, but he will, he will take a, sec- a second to talk to you and let you know, look, mate, that's why I get a free kick. Yeah. If, and if you respect them, they respect you. So yeah. um, he, that's why he was good in the weekend. And although there's a lot of free kicks that I thought weren't there or over the top. Yeah. And, th- and there's one rule that I hate, man. I just... is. I know what you're gonna say. What do you think it is? Is it the blow the Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Below the knees. All my childhood. Yeah. This is going yeah. back to Tassie. My dad said, put your head over the bloody ball in you yeah. it. Like that's how yeah. ma- that's how I made my money. Was yeah. put my head over the ball and getting it out to the better users. So yeah. that rule has got to go. Yeah. Patrick Dangerfield, AFL yeah. Players Association, came out and said, um, absolute disgrace with, with how the, how it's been officiating. Would you agree, obviously, to that extent? Hundred percent. That's, I'm glad he came out and said it because everyone's thinking it. Everyone can't stand it. And when it happens in game, there was an incident with Alex Withen on the weekend where he got pushed while he was going to get the ball. Saw that. Yep. Took the legs out. Yep. Like the other guy wasn't going for the ball and he yep. fell over and got a free kick for it and then a 50-meter penalty for back-chatting and there was, a, yep. there was a goal from that. So it's one of those rules that there's been no injuries bar probably two. Yeah, I think Gary Rowan was Gary one of the first like really gruesome, came out. That's where it started. Yeah. Gruesome yeah. leg injury. Tragic, from, tragic. I like, think Goodsy kind of... They kind of brought it for goods because he was sliding in with his feet at times. Yeah, but if you're if you're first to the ball, heads over the ball, it's yeah. it's on the onus of the other player who's standing up, who's not bending over for it to get out yeah. of the way or put your head over it too. Yeah. 
So it's one of those things that that rule's got to go. And hopefully they start easing up on a little bit because I think they have a little bit. Honestly, yeah. in games it feels like they have at times. Like if you're clean and win it, yeah. then I think it's kind of they might let it go. But yeah. if you s- just dive at their legs and the ball first and they go flying, then it's yeah. You put a bit of mayo on it, get a free kick. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is going to be a really interesting one because oh, at, at what point? At what point do we just let the game continue to grow organically? Because it yeah. seems like every year that we just continue to add more and more rules yep. into the game where players are getting two-hour education sessions every year uh, being educated on, on you know the, the new rules of the game. So yeah. at what point do you just have to let the game grow organically? I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems like every year we're, we're looking at something else. Well, this year, this rule's been in for probably three years now, I reckon. Mm. And every year I've got to adapt my game at some at certain levels. Yep. Um, sling tackles, like I got done for a sling tackle on the weekend. How it was a great tackle. Pump myself up. It was a good tackle, but like he's kind of hit the ground and his head might have barely like barely touched the ground. But that's yep. driving them into the ground or sling tackle. Yeah. So that's been taken out of the game. That's that's what we've been told to take players to the ground. Yeah. So they can't get rid of handballs. Handball, yeah. So we've had to adapt to that. Obviously, the sliding in, getting the ball first, had to adapt to that. Um, and a few other ones with holding in. But yeah. there's one rule I do like at the moment. It's 666. Yeah. Great yeah, rule. Yeah. I'm actually, I was a bit yeah. sceptical at the start, but that's actually worked out well for us. I think yeah. we're on top of the ladder for points from centre yeah. bounce, which is awesome. I, I think that's where your midfield depth actually yeah. gets shown. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I was watching, um, might have been the, the Geelong game on Thursday night against Adelaide. Yeah. Where both midfields yeah. actually had Dangerfield a chance. Dangerfield break yeah. away from, I think it was on Brad Crouch, just pushed him under the ball and yeah. he had 20 metres to King yeah. a goal from 55. Some great one-on-one battles that have been so that's, had. That's been good from the AFL. Um, the other one is the, the pushing in the contest. I think yep. the marking in the contest is good. It shows the body strength and stuff from from player, certain players. So that's been yep. awesome for us. Yep. Um, yeah, that, the two rules are done well this year and that's, yep. that's rare that you get two, two out of or whatever they bring in. But yeah, yeah. Is it just the interpretation of the, of the sliding in that, that needs to I think to you change? just have to tweak it. I think if you're generally going for the ball yeah. and the other player makes no attack in terms of going down for it, he's just standing yeah. there, yeah. I think the onus is on him to get out of the way. If he's not going to put his head over it, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one that I think they should just tighten up a little bit on that. But yeah. that'll come, I think. Um, it's great that Dangerfield comes out and says, I love the way Dangerfield goes about his um, comments. He really yeah. speaks for, on behalf of the players. Being the president of AFLPA, yeah. so so um, do you like that? Because I love it. I, love it. Yeah, I wish could, I wish yeah. more players could have that kind of say. Yeah, um, and the platform to say it on because if yeah. we put on our Twitter, we post it like, "Oh, this rule is disgraceful." I think yeah. a lot of players just cop it, like, "Oh, yeah. shut up and just play." Yeah, so it's yeah. one of those things that when Dangerfield said it, it has um, it has merit to it. Yeah, he's you know champion of the game and stuff. So if he can bring more topics up, then it's great for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. I think um, when I first saw the comment come through over the weekend, I thought, well. At the end of the day, he, he's he's charged with the and responsibility. He's playing of, as well at the same yeah, time. So yeah, he's charged with the responsibility of um of, of speaking on behalf of the players. Yeah. And as you said, everyone's thinking. So everyone's thinking it. All right. So something new that we'll do is uh we'll, we'll do some fan questions. Though. Yeah, we're going to do this every week. Aren't we'll do this every week. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, because we're actually getting a bit of traction on the old podcast. Oh we've really? Thousand thousand one hundred followers on there. So that's doing well. Perfect. So fan Q and A presented by sponsor. Hey, sponsorship. This is yeah, this you on the camera. <laughs> this is where you pop in. This is it. This could be. Yep. Bing, little box here. So one hundred percent. So we'll get going. Um, first one is from Andrew Dot Bolton. Uh, what is the feeling like when somebody misses and an easy goal when you're behind? Um, in relation to that, I think it could have happened on the weekend for Port Adelaide. 
how they were feeling. They had um, they could think two goals seven. Yep. In the second quarter. Yeah. Um, so that would have been probably deflating and a little bit annoying. Yep. Um, scoreboard pressure is the best thing you could have in a game. So we've got to start. So we've obviously realised we've got to start well um, every week now to kind of get it in front. And I'm sh- I'm positive if we if we started bad on on the weekend we could have lost that game. So yep. Getting in front's massive for us. Um. And it kind of it's kind of contagious when the first player misses easy shot, it kind of goes on. So it's yep. a lot of pressure gets put on the players. Jack McGill, what do you think is the biggest improvement from last season to this season? Um, in terms of our team, I think it's just the maturity of the group. Um, it's one of those things how more preseason under the belt helps a lot. Obviously, yep. um, this preseason we, a, we we were able to focus on more structures and game plans because we came back in a fit state. So. Yep. Off-season obviously matters a lot for AFL players. If you come back um, fit and ready to go, then you can obviously get your running in drills, which yep. is really good for us. So that's something that we've been working on. Obviously, contested footy and uh, clearances has been really good for us this year. We're leading the AFL in scores from stoppages and centre-bounce clearances. So yep. that's a big one for us. So that's what, that's our improvement. 100%. L- Luke Richards wants to know, did you practice that face you made after <laughs> McCarthy took that mark? What? <laughs> no, that was that was genuine excitement. Yeah, and yeah. a little bit of disbelief. I, d- yeah. I think he's probably five foot ten yeah, on a good yeah, day. Yeah, um, for him to get up like we, I've seen it a couple of times in our preseason games. He can jump that high. So yeah, um, we'll just play the footage here on the corner. Yeah, yeah. Himself with a high ball across the face. Oh! What a spectacular leap! <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Doing the right thing, taking his time. You can have your own. Your own Eric say about it. Hitwood said post match, he's probably been one of the most exciting additions to the team he over has. the off season. Which he you, has. Is that, and yeah. we had, like, the, the recruits had big raps on him. And I'll be honest, early days I was like, how are we going to get him on the park? He's been no. on the. In he's injured. Yeah, yeah. Injured training. Six, six yeah. probably played 25 games. Yeah. Um, we signed him on a three year deal, which is a little bit risky. Yeah. Um, and he got his body right. Credit to him and our medical team. He's got his body right. Um, and he's come out blazing. Like, I think he's second in our goal kicking. Yep. Um, yep. And he turned on the game last week. Yeah, the week wow. before. Yep. So, he, we knew what he's capable of in the preseason because he trained his ass off and he's been yep. working on those things and he took a couple of speckies here and there. Yeah, so wow. It's, he's a hard matchup. He can play small on the ground level and he can get a bit of leap. Same as Lockie yep. Neal and Charlie Cameron. Yep. Those blokes can play a tall if they need to. So, yep. um, yeah, genuine excitement for that, Mark. Yeah. Hoping for mark of the year because then I can get some more FaceTime. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, no, no. I reckon that won't be the last time we see that that no, replay. That highlight. Even the AFL jumped on board. They said, "Oh, welcome to every group chat in the country." Some of that. So <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I don't mind the social media for AFL. They're pretty funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, they're um, they're, they're done well. Yeah. Done well. Um, another one is seeing as the game is more free flowing, does it make it harder to keep the momentum? And does this make contested possession even more important to win? From teach me how to Dougie. Yeah, I think the game is obviously a lot more free-flowing. I'm not too sure if that's backed up by the average scores yep. per game, but it feels like, especially the midfield battles, are more important than ever now. Yep. As you've seen, you just touched on it before, about um, the Geelong and Adelaide game, how that it can just waltz out of the out of the centre bounce and kick goals. So, yep. um, And they usually correlate directly with inside features against. So if we're winning more of those, they're obviously going inside 50 and we've got a better chance of scoring, vice versa for the other team. So... Um, contested footy is massive and it's one of those things that every team would have it as a as a RFI room for improvement and they'd have it on the stat sheet at half time and quarter time yep. yes it's free, more free flowing and the, the 666 rule is um, good for the game yeah sweet awesome final one from from uh, I hope I'm saying this name right here K Junior uh, 
did you guys say anything to Rocky when he was getting booed? Um, now, I wasn't at the game, yeah. so I'm going to leave this one to you here, but um, probably ties into a, a more general question about, you know, ex-players coming yeah. back. Um, first game, there'll be a lot this year yeah. um, around the league. Um, former captain of the, of the Brisbane Lions. Yeah. Um, what was... What, what was it like for you seeing that happen? Um, we spoke about Rocky during the week. We didn't have any game plans to go after him or to get into him or anything yep. like that because we, we knew that we had to focus on the midfielder as a group. Um, Rocky's obviously played some awesome games start of the year off with 40-odd touches Yeah, the week before and he yeah, killed yeah. it. So he's yeah. getting that pig status back for um, the super coach. Yep. They're all over him. So yep. uh, we, we didn't go after him or anything. Um, I think I had a word to him when I was on the bottom of the pack, kind of try to grab him, pull him in, tell him uh, welcome back to the Gabba and stuff. Yep. But... The players are always going to get booed when they leave a team and come back, regardless yeah. of what situation. And we left on good terms with Rocky. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted a fresh start. He's been at, he was at the club since he was eighteen. Yeah. Had many, many good years for the boys. Um, but no, we didn't. We didn't go after him. And I, honestly, I can't remember the crowd getting booing him because yeah. he, he had. I think he had fifteen touches and he went off pretty early with concussion. So, um, hopefully he's feeling all right today. But yeah, it's one of those things that. I think if it was built up, then it would have been more noticeable because we didn't really yeah. build it up as, you know, Rocky's coming back to the Gabba. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't read stuff. anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so I didn't really see anything. Like, they tried at the press conference, they tried to get on the front foot and ask those questions, but big Mitchie Robinson just shut it down pretty early. But Yep, yep. yep. And no, it's good, it good, <laughs> good to see him doing well. It's good to see all the players that leave doing well um, when, you live, when they leave on good terms. So yep. um, for us, it's about retaining players now and we're, we're not focused on any external noise. We're just worrying about winning the games. And we see that three and zero, hot Woo! start, hot start. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many how many teams are three and zero at this point? They're us yeah. and Geelong. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, it's that's about a, that's a big one. It's about ten teams on for eight points. So they've got yeah, two okay. wins. But and who do you have this week? So we've got Essendon this week down at MCG. Okay. Yeah, um, tough game. It's going to be a big game. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of glad they won the weekend because yeah. they probably would have copped it again in the media yeah. and they built it up as something bigger than it is. So yep. Um, we have a review today, um, and then we'll go from there because. Yeah, we want to kind of move on from the weekend's game. And yeah. obviously it's a great win for us getting over Port. We haven't beaten them for ages. So, yeah, especially while Fags has been here, we haven't beaten them. So, um, we're very happy with that one. Yeah. And we're looking forward to beating Essendon this week. So, it should be a good game. I can't wait. Looking game. forward to it. Well, that's all you have here from uh, Rip Through a Podcast. Um, you can see us on Spotify now. ITunes. Are we on Spotify? Yeah, I, got, I got us on Spotify. Oh, right. Joe, very nice. I, know, I didn't know I that. Know. It's good to hear. I'm feeling at the moment. Um, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, YouTube, and um, SoundCloud. So, yeah. And Instagram. If, so if you don't see this, I don't know what you're doing. Absolutely. And exclusiveinside.com. It'll yep. be up there later be up tonight. There. It'll be embedded um, on there so you can go to there. 100%. And who we'll are we going to get on now? soon? We have to get your, your best friend on. Uh, I was talking to him about it. He said he'll do it. Gary Just, Jr. Well, he's now, been playing now we've well. Got the, well. He is. He's... he's Hasn't been playing too bad at all. We've got yeah. the setup now, so I know that there's a, a massive shout out to any any lad who wants yeah. to come onto yeah. the uh, onto the podcast. We can't offer you anything yet besides high fives and praise. And yeah, but um, we will, you will get that. I will, yeah. well, we will get that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a certain. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a chat to him this week. We'll have a chat to him. We'll, we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll, we'll work out a time. Yeah. Um, we get up early for this. I'm sure, you know, Damn, it might be that hard. Get up early for this shit. <laughs> I'm sure someone oh, will uh, will be able to call us in from bed. But yeah. um, no, we'll do it. We'll make it happen. Right. Cheers. Thanks for coming in today, mate. No, likewise. See you next week.